Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hi there, it's Mary Lee Gannon, Executive Coach, and this is episode number 10 of the Still Space Podcast, Mastery and Deep Wins. This is where you're learning more about how to self-regulate, which is the second of what I call the three things, the three important things for life mastery and for executive leadership. Number one being your mindful self-awareness, number two being self-regulation, and number three being self-acceptance. First, I have something really special that I can't wait to share with you. Most of you know that I work by day as the CEO of a $31 million organization, and I coach a handful of clients in the evening. Now I have taken the tenets of mindful leadership and put that into a training program so that you can fast track your career leadership while also balancing that with a good night's sleep, healthy eating habits, and close relationships. I call this program Mindful Leader Satisfied Life. Not only will you have the training, you also get one-on-one coaching with me, not a group, one-on-one coaching with me so that we can unravel your personal assumptions that are holding you back. You will no longer be unnoticed, undervalued, and inadequate, feel judged, and that others think that there's something wrong with you and you start thinking there's something wrong with you too because you're getting passed over for promotions, new roles, no longer doing all the things you hear you should be doing. Sigh of relief, right? With only defeat and the fear that failure is in your DNA forever dogging you in the back of your mind. You'll no longer be disconnected from colleagues, friends, and family, or following the shoulds that make you feel you're still behind the curve and might even lose everything altogether. No longer frustration about habits that show up in terms of snacking, disjointed relationships, vices, poor sleep. No longer making excuses while not actually getting any closer to high performance. So if you're interested in this program, all you have to do is go to my website, maryleegannon.com. Click on the link on the top that says Coach with Mary Lee. It explains all about the program. Fill out a few questions on the questionnaire so that I know a little bit more about you and I'll reach right out to you and we'll set up a time to talk and we'll get you started. No longer will you have to wake up and say, I missed an opportunity. I wish I had. Please remember that I can only take a few clients at a time and I already have a full book right now. So I'd like to make sure that you're on the list. Head over to maryleegannon.com. Click on Coaching with Mary Lee. Let's get started. Mastery and Deep Wins 
has to do with self-regulation, your ability to notice your emotions, especially under fire, not turn away from them, but hold still to unpack how they are nothing more than your imagination before you do something you regret. And who hasn't done that? Who hasn't regretted something they said or did or wish you could pull something back that you've already done? I remember one evening, my husband and I were going to a holiday party at a client of his, and we definitely had different perceptions of what kind of a party this was going to be, and I was all dressed up. I had a cocktail dress on, just a, just a dress you would wear anywhere, and he had on a flannel shirt, and he came around the corner, and I said, you're not going to the party in that, are you? I mean, it, it just escaped right off of my lips without me even thinking. And I watched his face fall two stories. And he looked at me like a hurt puppy. And I felt about as big as my thumb. I felt so small. And I was so ashamed. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that to come out that way. But I didn't regulate myself in the moment. And I had to backpedal and he changed his shirt. We went to the party and I still felt terrible the whole time we were there because I didn't self regulate in that moment. Well, we're talking about today a strategy of self regulation. Working hard is not the only segue to executive level advancement, happiness, fulfilling relationship, nor is it a precursor to executive presence, relationship presence, relational presence. At a certain level, everyone works hard. As a matter of fact, one of the biggest insults of my career was when a senior executive within a formal organization thought she was giving me a compliment as she said, quote, well, one thing we can say about you, Mary Lee, is that if we asked you to stand on the highway and do anything for us, you would. Oh my gosh, she thought this was a compliment. I felt it as a direct slap in the face. That was not a compliment, but that's how I was perceived. That was my persona at the time. Eek! My reply was, I'd like to think I'm smarter than that, and realized I had to show up differently. Dedication is not enough. Passion is not the key driver. Striving is not the goal. Success is not the measure. Mastery is the key driver. It is the goal. It is the measure. Mastery. You want to be your best, period. You don't have to size that up against anything else. You aim for excellence, not perfection. Perfection has no forgiveness. Doing your best is internally compelled it is not determined by anything outside of your control. With mastery, you are not tying your value to an outcome, nor is your self-worth depleted when an outcome is not met. Outcomes are metrics affected by many influences. Your self-worth is tied to your effort to become a maven at your craft, be that parenting, management, a hobby, leadership, volunteerism, relationship building, skill acquisition, friendship. Your mastery is at being a maven at what you do. That is not perfection. Who determines if you have become a master at something or not? You do. Unless, of course, you are being tested via formal certification, you do. And here's the secret. You will always be learning, so mastery continues. It is ongoing. 
Therefore, with everything you learn, your fulfillment increases, not depletes depending on the situation. And for this reason, failures are a learning moment. When you hit a goal, it can be deeply felt as a win and not just another step on the never-ending treadmill of goals, which becomes the treadmill to nowhere. I remember I was in a $10.4 million capital campaign at one of the hospitals was where I was working, and I remember continually being asked, well, where do you think we are in that campaign right now? And I would tell them, well, we've raised this much. Well, how long do you think it's going to take you to raise the full amount? And I just didn't know. I was too young and early in my career, and I didn't know. And I kept shooting for perfectionism and beating myself up about not knowing the answer to this. I was wicked smart and very good at what I did, and they knew it. But I understood that they wanted answers, and I didn't have them. And I had to get to a point where I was able to say, I don't know I will know more based on, and there was something else that I was working on, a couple of key gifts. Um, But I think the forgiveness that I had to give myself enabled me to show up without this guard, without this false pretense. Because when you do that, people don't trust you. And I think they weren't trusting me because I couldn't be honest. But when I was honest and I came out and said what was the truth and how I knew what I knew and what I would do to get the answer that they wanted and when that would be, it gave me a breath of fresh air. I felt I could breathe again. It was a deep win, just to be honest. Shallow wins are short-lived. And the satisfaction always needs to be reignited. Shallow wins are where you hit a goal, high five everyone around you, and then move right on to the next goal because your fear of failure and rejection are right around the next corner. Your colleagues begin to feel they are just tools on your success treadmill to nowhere, and they end up resenting you. You never feel fulfilled. The treadmill keeps running with shallow wins. A deep win is where you sit back and celebrate the difference made for the good of all. You identify everyone's part in the win. You see the next goal as part of a process not tied to your worth or the worth of your colleagues who are human beings, not machines. You enjoy the win without the over-celebration, the over-enthusiasm. You've seen football players, you've seen sports players, over-excitement when they score. You don't need to do that. It's all in the course of the day for you. At those sporting events, people experiencing deep wins are the ones who catch the ball, score the points, and celebrate with their teammates without gesticulating or the over-exuberance. They just get right back in the huddle and go back to play. A client of mine was struggling with a direct report who was repeatedly late on deadlines and underperforming. Every week they met and every week nothing changed. He felt ineffective and began to deeply dislike this employee. And when you are resenting somebody, you are off your game, you are playing their game. You are not self-regulating, you're not high in self-awareness, you're losing it to the other person. There was a big project due at the end of the week, and this employee called off that day. 
The next week, the employee went around the office laughing and celebrating how he had sidestepped his manager. This is a shallow win for that employee. My client could have disciplined him with a difficult conversation about his inappropriate behavior around the office or the shallow win, but instead, and this was a mindful leader, my client met with him on that Monday, and instead of having a personal confrontation with him, he laid out in front of him the schedule of projects and the due date. Not only was the project he didn't hand in last Friday due, but now the one due tomorrow was due also. Missing deadlines by calling off was no longer extending project delivery. There was no confrontation. Allow me to repeat this. No confrontation, no emotion. The schism was no longer between my client and his direct report. It was between the direct report and the schedule he was not hitting. No personal opposition, just the facts, deep win. Let me give you another example. I counsel many organizations and HR teams and managers and leaders that have underperforming employees. And they really are having a hard time with the personal confrontation. And we just remove that altogether, altogether. It is not you against them. Again, they are winning if you see this as a confrontation where your persona is against their persona. That's a a lose-lose for you. They're manipulating you in that situation. It's very matter of fact. There's no emotion. You're having conversations with them that may sound like this. I don't understand. You know that the goal is this. Not hitting the goal does not push it down the road. You still have two or three goals now due on top of each other. I want to be supportive of you, but you're not hitting the goal. There's no there's no argument there. You're just asking them and trying to shepherd them, steward them. But if in the end they won't do it, you have to write them up. You will have to move them into disciplinary action. But it's not personal. It's them not meeting either the metric, the goal. It could be a value of the organization. Look at your values. Size up their behavior against the value. What value are they not hitting? That's what the discussion is about. It's not about, I don't think that you're treating people nicely. No, you don't seem to be operating in alignment with the value of blank. We have a code of conduct where we have this. I don't see evidence of that when you are doing this. We can't accept that as behavior in this organization. It's unacceptable. So it's always them against a metric that has nothing to do with you. Leaders sometimes shy away from confrontation for fear of rejection, fear of losing it, or being misunderstood. Don't consider the meeting with an underperforming direct report as confrontation. It is simply you as the manager doing your job, holding someone accountable to the goal which is set by the organization or you. It could be a metric. It could be a value of the organization. It isn't you against them. It's them against what is expected. No emotion. Be very matter of fact. We met last week to review XYZ project and ABC are due today. It's not ready. What happened? 
allow them to explain if the reason is not valid, give them two days or an appropriate amount of time to complete it, but do not extend the next deadline because this one was missed. That is just feeding into the problem. The deadlines stay the same again. The deadlines stay the same and do not get pushed down the road. This might make you feel uncomfortable at first, but as you do this, you're seeing how you're detaching the emotion from the situation and just doing your job and being the facilitator of holding them accountable. A deep win is when you can hold people, especially underperformers, accountable without losing your presence or them losing their dignity. You don't have to put them down in order to execute this. A shallow win is when you push down on an employee to get something done and they resent you personally. The focus should be on them hitting or missing the target and you supporting them with encouragement and strategies to make their challenges easier. Enjoy deep wins. They are satisfying. Athletes who make a mistake and rebound quickly, as if mistakes are part of the process, have athletic presence, and they feel deep wins. The losses are part of winning mastery. Deep win athletes study others. They're very self-aware. And they are aware of themselves and how they're perceived by others without emotion. They have a calm presence and a calm manner. Peaks and valleys are a typical sign of shallow winds. Athletes who demonstrate frustration, for example, by throwing things, yelling, or don't deeply feel the wind have less presence. They erupt over losses and feel very shallow in their winds. They tie their, this is the most important part, they tie their value, their personal worth to the win and fear it is temporary. Less self-aware athletes are tenser and suffer deeper lows with fear that good results are fleeting. This happens in corporate America at work as well. Less Self-aware leaders don't celebrate wins with their teams. They don't call out others for achievement. They brush over the win and move on to the next goal. Treadmill to nowhere. Celebrate your wins with your team and be very specific in your feedback. I noticed that when you did X, Y, and Z, it really helped advance ABC. Very specific. Telling somebody they did a good job is not enough. It never was enough, but it was a, a strategy that we used when we didn't know what else to say. Oh, you're doing a good job. What does that mean? What is doing a good job on your team? People who self-regulate their emotions without ever overreacting or behaving in a way they regret have presence. They slow down, observe the situation and an impending emotion, right? They, they feel, oh, I might erupt here or I might withdraw here, yet are able to honor the emotion and allow it to flow through them, not get stuck there. They connect, they don't isolate, and they practice self-control. They don't allow themselves to be controlled by an emotion, overreaction, or the behaviors of others. Leaders who can do this have leadership presence and executive presence. Now, this strategy for building self-regulation is worth repeating. Number one, 
slow down. It's why this podcast is called The Still Space, because you don't need to go out there and buy another self-help book and go to another conference and take another course to know what to do. All you need to do is go inside yourself to find that still space where you can allow yourself to not be perfect, notice the thoughts that are going over around and around in your head, and the emotions that follow those thoughts, and honor those emotions. Because when we can honor those emotions, then we can rewrite the story that we've attached to them that is usually an assumption. Oh, he doesn't like me. That's why we're not getting along. Mm, that makes me feel small and threatened like I might lose my job. No, let me just take a breath. Be still for a moment and honor that I feel threatened here. And it's scary. And yes, I think that he doesn't like me. Um, but maybe there's another way of looking at this. Let me hold up a different lens Maybe I'm not meeting his expectations, but I don't know that. Maybe I'll have a conversation with him about if we were working together better, what would that look like for you? I really want to know. Those kind of conversations come with high self-awareness and the ability to self-regulate. So slow down, be still, observe without judgment. Don't jump to the judgment because when we judge others, we are judging ourselves far worse. Name and honor the emotion without getting stuck on it. You know, we think that we have to reroute the emotion right away. And that doesn't help because all we're doing is pretending positivity, which I think is toxic. Oh, just be positive. That is nonsense and doesn't work. In case you haven't noticed, I'm sure you have noticed, just telling myself not to feel sad or angry doesn't work. We have to notice and honor the sadness and the anger and then go back to the story that led to that emotion and change the lens on that story. Don't turn away from that emotion. Acknowledge it. Number two, connect. Reach for alignment. Don't isolate. When you isolate, you're isolating yourself and you're isolating the other person from your brilliance, from your leadership, from your value. And three, practice self-control. Don't be controlled. If you notice that you are resenting somebody, you are playing their game and you are going to lose. Again, you are going to lose. You have to get back on your game. What is your home base? My husband's a commercial litigator and he has taught me a very good skill that I'll share with you right here. It's called knowing your home base. When you go into an argument, have you ever been in one with somebody where all of a sudden you're being gaslit and you're defending something that you didn't even say, didn't do, or didn't feel? This happens with people who are manipulative. You have to know your home base when you go into any situation. That is, what is my goal here? What am I sticking to? So when they pull you off into left field or they pull you out into right field or out to a fly ball, you go right back to your home base. Well, I understand you might want to know that, but the point is this and go back to your home base. We need to know this. Can you answer that question? And you do this because it keeps you on point. It keeps you playing in your home field and not playing in the way field of somebody else where you're playing their game. Winning deeply is about the joy of getting in touch with yourself as a human being and then connecting with others from a place of acceptance. 
Connection to others is not dominance. It's not that command and control. You know that leader who they're just going to intimidate you. That's their style. That is not a deep win. Winning deeply stops you from feeling joy. It won't last. The joy won't last. And then you start feeling like you might miss out. Instead, it opens the door to vast, untapped, available, and unstoppable energy when you can put the perfectionism aside and feel the wind deeply, get off the treadmill to nowhere, and allow everyone to take a breath. Failure allows you to learn where you're not ready, maybe where you're not skilled enough. You don't question where you mucked up, but ask, what do I see here? What can I learn here? Be curious. Always, always have that childlike wonder. Be curious. If you feel losing makes you a loser, you're so much more likely to avoid trying at all. Yeah, yeah, you say, sounds good, but I'll never get there. I know how I should feel and what I should do, but can never do it consistently, especially in a crucial moment where I feel threatened. Fair enough. It's the same as knowing how to lose weight, right? Uh, eat smaller portions, stop snacking, and start exercising. Mm-hmm. Well, how's that working for you? <laughs> the point is, everything takes practice. We know what we need to do, but we can't stick with it, compounding our frustration with our lack of discipline. And then we can't understand why we let ourselves down, which makes us feel worse. But do you hear all of the judgment in that, right? Oh, I wish I could just stop doing this. Not helpful. This is personal to me. Everybody else has it put together. It's only me that can't do this. Not helpful and more judgment. This is going to affect every aspect of my life, my personal life. I'm a loser here. I'm probably going to be a loser. And this is judgment, not mindful and not helpful and not self-regulating the emotion. Okay, so let's go through the exercise again. Well, so what do I do? I'm going to honor that right now I'm feeling really badly about myself. I'm feeling very small. I'm feeling insignificant. I'm feeling undervalued. Yep. I do that sometimes, which is a far cry different than why can't I stop doing this? I can't believe I can't stop doing this. Yep. I feel this sometimes. I do this sometimes. This is just me being my whatever self. Elmer Fudd self, my Eeyore self, whatever it is. This is just me being my Eeyore self. Okay. No judgment. I'm aware of that. Let me put a different lens on the story that's leading up to this. I've had a couple of bad breaks over the last couple of days. I'm also tired because I haven't been taking very good care of myself. I haven't been doing my mindful daily practices. I haven't been taking a mindful walk. I haven't been eating as well. I certainly have not been sleeping as well. I've been drinking coffee too much. I'm eating too much candy. Okay, I have to acknowledge that self-care has not been a priority this week. Let me change the lens on this big pity party that I'm having for myself. And prioritize self-care. Let me just take a deep breath. 
let me go to the park because I know I really like to sit on that one bench and I like to photograph things. Or I'm going to sit there and just listen to the birds. I love to do that in the running fountain. I'm going to give myself some special time. And then I'm going to notice what emotion comes up there. This is working the three things. The ability to be self-aware, the ability to self-regulate, and then self-accept. To say, you know what? I feel good here. I'm going to keep doing this. This is where I am at my best. I know the practices I need to do to keep myself here. And I'm going to commit to myself to do those. So I am wishing that for you today, a commitment to self, a commitment to mastery and deep wins, not the shallow wins, but the deep wins that you share with the people around you. Give the glory away. Give, I learned that from the first CEO that I worked with when I was the executive director of a hospital foundation. He was the hospital president. He taught me two key things. Number one, Give the glory away. And number two, surround yourself with people who have your weaknesses as their strengths and get out of their way. I did that for the rest of my career. I'm still doing it in a CEO role today at the hospital where I work. And it serves me very well because when I share the mastery of deep wins, my people are so excited. I don't have to micromanage everybody. I get out of their way because they love to run. And I want to give them a really clear path to run on. So wishing you mastery and deep wins today. I'm glad you were with me today. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. 